Oh, why, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo. This is the 2018 Live From PortCon episode. Very exciting. Uh, the panel went fantastic. Thank you to anybody who happens to be listening to this who was also there. Uh, Dead Mouse, looking at you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there are a few things that we refer to in the audience. Uh, the guest was Spencer Alby, who is fantastic. We'll get more into that. Um, we had actually been chatting the night before. He was on the Nightcap Show, which is the monthly variety show that I co-host with my buddy Krister. Uh, and so we hung out two days in a row, and he was phenomenal. He's a big nerd and very knowledgeable and very passionate, and uh, he brings some interesting things to the table, uh, talking about um, Scooby-Doo theme songs is great in addition yeah we talk about some stuff there was a there was a guy there who's there are a few different people in costume as you would expect at a con uh and a few of them their costume inhibited their ability to give feedback with a face or voice uh so they chose interesting visual ways of doing it and it was a lot of fun i had a blast at the con in general i mean cons are always a trip but that one especially the local one here in Portland, Maine is so small and kind of um, intense isn't the right word, but fun. Like everything's kind of compact and very grassroots. It was a, it was a great, great time. So thanks to them for having me. Uh, some of the audio in this isn't completely stellar. I, uh, I, unfortunately I was doing everything myself and I kind of fell behind. And so uh, there are some things that are a little bit quieter, some things that are a little bit louder. Uh, luckily, there's no hissing or anything like that that's too uh, crazy, but it is, some of the time it's difficult to hear some things. And the theme songs don't necessarily sound their best, but you can tell which one we're talking about, and uh, it, it, it all works out. I don't think any of this is unlistenable, but just an FYI that some of it might be a little bit more difficult. Ah, uh, what else? What else? Uh, sorry about sort of falling behind on some other things. Uh, some of the videos haven't been going up on Facebook, and the Instagram and Twitter has been lacking lately. I have, with the con and this play I've been in, I've really fallen behind, but we're going to be coming back and coming back strong, so keep an eye out on all the social media. Where is that, do you ask? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Uh, Facebook.com slash what's with you Scooby-Doo. Twitter is at WWY Scooby-Doo. Same for Instagram at WWY Scooby-Doo. Uh, in addition, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, you can email us at what's with you Scooby-Doo at gmail.com. That should be it. Thank you as always for listening. And now live from PortCon, Maine, 2018 with Spencer Albee to the podcast. Let's, Let's do this. Do this. What's with you, Scooby-Doo? Welcome to, uh, uh, weirdness. Um, live from PortCon, Maine! Uh, coming to you from the heart of the twin trash cans in Maine's own, uh, uh, apotheosis of nerddom and loving things and things loving you. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Uh, my guest for today on the podcast, uh, in not my apartment for once, is... Uh, Wait, I'm not in your apartment for once? You're not in my apartment for once. Do you spend a lot of time in my apartment? Start paying rent. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, do you want the NPR intro? I can give you an NPR intro. What do you got? Okay. Um, my next guest is oh. an entrepreneur, uh, musical visionary, enfant terrible of the Portland music scene, uh, Spencer Alby. Terrible baby. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Thanks dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for calling me a terrible baby. <laughs> Okay, but that right. phrase that is a phrase that's used on Fonterrible as like a as like a badass. Is that true? Yeah, it's like a you like I'll believe a, anything you say right now. Well, <laughs> I like that it works that way. Yes. But like uh Oscar Wilde uh was known as an enfant terrible. Uh and you know, he would um uh not let the establishment tell him who's boss. Yeah. Well, that um cool. <laughs> Me either, man. <laughs> uh, but you're uh, you're a Portland Maine musician. I am. Uh, been here long time, like twenty years. Me go back long time. Long time. Moved here in '95 from York, Maine. From York? Yeah. Surf town, baby. I think I get, that's actually I, when I moved from York. From York. Yeah, I moved yeah. from York in '96. Okay. Yeah, I moved there in '90. Mm-hmm. But I would have been. A child. A wee, a wee man. Uh, infant terrible. Yeah, I would have been an enfant terrible. Uh, but uh, typically we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you. What, if anything, is your history with our Lord and Savior Scooby-Doo? <laughs> I have eyes. <laughs> and had television. And had television. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I just say like, I would watch it. You know, I'm not... I'm not going to claim to be, you know, a, 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 level, a level of expertise on the topic, but it was certainly like a fabric, you know, in the fabric of my childhood and watched it every day and multiple times a day. And by the time I was a kid, there were uh, more than a few versions of the show. And then I'm of the era, too, when they started to do kind of the, <clears throat> like the, uh, the cross-pollinations with the Harlem Globetrotters and the, <laughs> in the then DCU, the Super Friends. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, is that? No, it's. Yeah, sweet George Brown. <laughs> yeah, love those guys. <laughs> Did you ever see the Harlem Globetrotters live? They came to the Civic Center like they're all like, the time. Well, they're like, like Menudo. Like, they, just, <laughs> like they, they get old and they keep switching people out. Like, yeah, right. They, actually were they have the new the, curly. Just, yeah. Yeah. They keep updating the, the whistle. Wait, theme. do you guys know who Menudo is? Okay, all right. It's going to go this way. I get it. I get it. This is going to be... <laughs> my references are going to go over huge. <laughs> yeah, mine are, mine are going to go yeah, like a fart in church. <laughs> but yeah, Menudo was a pop band in the 80s um, from Miami, I think. Yeah. And they were notorious because as members would get, like once they'd get out of the boy band age group, they would just... All of a sudden, like Tito get was new gone. ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, Kiss did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you always had Paul Stanley. You always had what Gene Star Simmons. Child and the Demon. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, Peter Chris got booted. Oh man, what does it even look like? The passive aggression in those meetings. <laughs> you know. Are you talking about like like two people on opposite sides of a giant conference room table being like, "So, how are you doing today?" Fine. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. How do you think it's going in this band right now? Oh yeah, a bit more good. Like, but you can like see like almost the undermining that would go in and just like 
saying that you know you're not the heart and soul of kids all this stuff you know, oh just yeah like just making people feel people feel terrible and then writing them out of contracts oh and in the case of peter chris i believe he was like he was out of the band for a while and then back in and like how where must he have been when he rejoined <laughs> like emotionally just the whole thing. <laughs> like he gets the call he probably got several calls and there were times when his confidence was boosting he was like no i'm not coming back Slam! Yeah. And then there were times when he was just like, um, can I get back to you? I would say he probably said yes. <laughs> he didn't go on tour. I feel like he could have drummed for ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think he could have. He stinks. Yeah. Here's when it. did ACDC ever have any complicated drumming? No, no, no. I meant, I meant uh, Peter Chris stinks. Oh. ACDC now. Those guys rock. Well, yeah, but the drums is pss, Kiss pss, or, or ACDC. Kiss. Yeah, does any Show opinions? ACDC. It's kind of science fact, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Kiss, I saw Kiss open up for Aerosmith, and it was just like, it was like watching, uh, oh my God, like, like Kiss played, and they had to blow things up every three seconds. Yeah, so and get elevated up onto the rafters. And like, look over yeah. here. We're still not playing very well. <laughs> it's the magic trick. Yeah, the Look over here. Yeah, what? Oh, I think music <clears throat> was happening, but there was an explosion over there. They legitimately sounded like like you would have been proud of them if it was like your little brother. What year? What year? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, look, they wrote songs in the garage. <laughs> yeah. You're doing so great. But they're so rich. And it's so aggravating. And then Aerosmith yeah. came out and we're like, oh, we can actually play. What year of Aerosmith? I mean, it was later. It was um, okay. So I mean, it's like, well, like I would die for you. Actually, it was. I think it was probably it was right around two thousand three. Armageddon had come out. <laughs> yes, it sure. Had. And that I was, don't want to miss a thing. Except that song. Every time I close my eyes. Oh man, oh, that's not the highlight of the show. <laughs> but love in an elevator comes out and everybody's like. How feel about this now great <laughs> please stop yeah play play love in an elevator all night long as opposed to as opposed to don't want to miss a thing but hey aerosmith's only number one song yeah yeah, yeah. They really yeah they didn't write it love in an elevator no no uh, don't oh don't want to miss a thing wait who wrote that uh, by the way this is the show like there's a lot of digressions <laughs> i have add <laughs> um i don't know who wrote the song okay i'll call steve tyler yeah like i call him steve because we're friends. You know he's from New Hampshire, right? I do. Yeah, Springfield. My mom went to high school with one of them, but she can never remember who. No way. This guy's like, wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are they talking about classic rock? Mm. I was like, <laughs> I was told this was a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, I mean, that's also the thing that interests me. One of the reasons why I might be interested about Scooby-Doo, and I mean this in the most loving way possible, is that it is the perfect background noise of America. Mm. Like, it is everywhere, mm -hmm. and it is the least threatening thing ever. I mean, like, it, you, could, you could talk to anybody in the world about Scooby-Doo. Like, uh, the fact that, and this comes up frequently for me, the fact that Eddie Izzard, yeah, like, world-touring comedian, yeah. like, says, like, oh, you go to France, and it's like, Scooby-Doo? And they're like, oh, Scooby Shaggy? And it's yeah. like, wh why? <laughs> well, I think it's his theory that everyone can relate to uh, Shaggy's cowardice. Sure. I mean, it makes the most sense. Yeah. Run. And then, run. <laughs> Scoo yeah, and then... 
Yeah, Shaggy doesn't really often contribute positively to solutions. <laughs> but the happenstance of him actively trying to get away is always the linchpin which creates the solution. Right, I know, yeah, he solves the, solves the crime by accident. Yeah, right, I mean, he's Mr. Magoo in the sense that he falls off the scaffolding, yeah, hits yeah. the pipe, walks into the elevator, and somehow gets back to his car. Like the cauldron of caramel, which he intended to eat, actually ensnares the... the yeah, exactly, or, you know, the, the soap that he slips on, uh -huh. uh, uh, springs the trap too early, but that somehow catches the bad guy. Right, right. I mean, we could all hope to aspire Mm -hmm. uh, to such great heights or lows, either way. Yeah, and then Scooby Scooby's kind of the great, like the the that's the relatable character, the true like, the hero of. The <laughs> you character. relate to Scooby Doo? Well, Scooby Doo, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's just, just kind of like he's just down for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he's a friend yeah. to everybody. He's not. He's never like the problem. The every dog. Yeah, the every dog. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's who you want to be in life. You want to you want to be Scooby, but then. I feel like I think we discussed this briefly when we first discussed this, but the, each each aspect of the or each uh, character of the show kind of represents uh, an aspect of everybody's personality. Yeah. yeah, we each hold the gang within us yeah. as like a, a weird archetype. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we wish we had the confidence and kind of the swagger of a Fred. The confidence and charisma of a Fred. Maybe the uh, the outward good looks and uh, vanity of a Daphne. The outward good looks and vanity of a Daphne. I'm gonna yeah. go through the whole thing with this. Oh good, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. brains and kind confidence of a Velma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, but we're gonna talk about theme songs. Okie doke. Um, That's a little more of my wheelhouse. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, doing music. Well, let, let's let's start broad, and then we'll get into this list that uh, I, I forced you to create, and then didn't create myself until ten minutes ago. Well, it's already is up there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew vaguely how it was going to work. In full disclosure, there were some theme songs that you sent me that I was unfamiliar with. Sure, yeah, there are a lot there were a lot that I left out too, like all the weird offshoots like Laugh Olympics and um the Richie Rich hour and like all that kind of the stuff Richie I love. Rich hour, wow, yeah. yeah, right? You forget about that stuff yeah. until somebody says it. Yeah. It's weird. Laugh Olympics I totally forgot about, which is the weirdest Hey, what's happening guys? Welcome. Hi. Uh the, the, the Laugh Olympics is still the most bizarre thing to me in the sense that they saw uh <laughs> O.J. Simpson and, uh, at the time, Bruce Jenner mm -hmm. uh, battling it out on the network stars. And they were like, what would happen if Top Cat and Snagglepuss uh, tugged of war? Mm -hmm. And uh, they created a, I don't even know if it was a hit show, but it was a show. It was on. Yeah, yeah. that happened. That, I don't remember that. But uh, uh, listening to the theme songs, does it bring back, I mean, was it, I feel like there are so many theme songs in the 90s that people like vividly go ape Ooh. turducky for. <laughs> this isn't an eight, this isn't an 18 plus panel. I keep forgetting. Uh, uh, but like, you know, like Chippendale Rescue Rangers or like uh, DuckTales, any of those things. Wait, this isn't an 18 plus panel? It isn't. Good guess. Put your shirt back on. Good guess choice. <laughs> I have a potty mouth, and no one under the age of 30 even knows I exist. Okay, fine. 
Yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> Just kidding. Back to you, Doug. Are you? <laughs> you got me on that one. Uh, uh, but I mean, like, do any of the do, listening back to any of these is like, oh yeah, this is super familiar, aside from the obvious one. I mean, they were all very familiar, except for the ones that I just. Uh, had only heard a little bit of or never heard or just were like kind of late era reboots or spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, right. And just full disclosure, I don't, I, I, I will probably say opinions and stuff and I, it's no shade if, if that's the show you imprinted on and, but there's some, there was some thing going through today I was just like, ugh, it was like some of the songs just made my teeth hurt. Did you think of the show itself and that influenced your opinion at all? Because that happens to me where I'm like, I don't like this show as much. This theme song could be dope, but... Well, I think that, I mean, it speaks a lot to... There was a real dip in quality in pop culture, in my opinion. In, in gen, the 80s? In general, yeah. Yeah. So, and then just like what they would, you know, you'd go from having this really well-crafted theme performed by people, mm. you know, in a recording studio, the whole thing. And, you know, the show is like written by... A team like there are many facets to it, and then just like things, it, it became with many things, music, uh, movies, like how how little can we spend versus how much we can make. Yeah, and uh, especially once you start getting into the world of toys, and how can we market oh, this yeah. to, uh, you know, I mean, uh, once again, no shade thrown. Yeah, GI Joe. Right, is one of those things of like, eh, well, I mean, like how many more. Uh, uh, trucks can we throw in here that we can sell? Right. Well, this one's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess, I mean, Star Wars probably. Is that the most guilty of it? Of toy Yeah, placement? I don't know. Like, I feel, well, I guess, like, I'm thinking now mm. about, like, how the, the, the companies that had tie-ins with toys... Well, like, and the ones that own the toy companies. I mean, Hasbro, right? GI Joe and Transformers was insane. There were cartoons created to sell toys. He-Man. He-Man. Definitely. Um, maybe Thundercats? Maybe. There were toys, but, but that was had limited. Transformers, and then also you had Mask, which was all G.I. Joe Transformers and Mask. Mask, Mask! But then they had Brave Star as well. Uh, Silverhawks? Well, Kenner came in over here with the Silverhawks. Right, yeah. okay. They were like, we'll get in on this. Different company. Does anybody remember any of this stuff? Or does anybody pop into this stuff in yeah. their pop culture things? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, it was an awesome time to be alive as a kid. Well, everything felt important. I was, I was seeing, I was driving by, you know, uh, Toys R Us over there, and they're closing. Yeah. And we were actually, we were doing Portsmouth. It was the Portsmouth one that was closing, and it was just like, oh, it was just like, oh. That was like the place of dreams. Yeah, well, as I mean. As a kid, you know. And you had, like, your wish list? Always. You remember <laughs> they'd give away those, um, they do, like, these sweepstakes if you won or called in at the right time, and. You could, uh, you know, run as fast as you could with a shopping cart or multiple shopping carts and fill them up as much as possible. And to be that child, everybody wanted to be that child. Oh, God, I, rem I do remember those, like, advertisements and being like, God, I want to be that. It'd be so amazing to get all of the Transformers. <laughs> In one, you're just walking down the aisle having yeah. that dream of just going, yeah. like an arm behind it. Yeah. Oh. There's always that, that kid you know in your school who had all had all of the toys because like and you know, they we're, now we're, have we're blue collar i got somehow I had, have all the friends yeah like my i had a gi joe that 
somebody gave me because the rubber band broke in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that, like, you know, my, my parents were just like, we just, you know, weren't like super affluent. Those things were very expensive. I had the toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like some people had all of them. Yeah. Like I had one friend who had all five Voltron lions. Aqua Duke. Yeah. We'd all, we'd all go over to his house and just stare at it, you know. <laughs> He'd let you play with it, and then he wouldn't. Yeah, right. No, you can't put it in the sand. Yeah, my mom said you can't touch me, Tony. <laughs> what, what did they call you as a kid? Were you, were you called Spence? Was it always my Spencer? Folks? Uh, other kids. Uh, both. Yeah, yeah it, would, it would go back yeah. and forth. You weren't, like, firm on it? You weren't, like, call me Spence? No, I wasn't firm on much. I was, you know, I was a pretty big nerd. Still am. Sure, yeah. yeah so like uh, for anybody who hasn't seen, he has an Enterprise tattooed on his forearm. Boom. <laughs> so, you know, you got some nerd cred. 1701A, by the way. So. None of you are writing that down? Okay. okay. Uh, but it's let's... the one that appears only in Star Trek V, actually, after they blew up the Enterprise and the search for Spock, and then went back in time at Earth, got the whales, came back, and then at the very end of the voyage home, they were issued... 1701A, which basically effectively looked the same as the previous model, but it was new. Was this a Star Trek panel? <laughs> Colorful metaphors. <laughs> You're dressed like Freddy Krueger. I met Robert Englund. I'll see me after, and I'll, I, will, I will tell you the tale. You met him? Yeah. Oh, sweet. We can tell you now, I guess, but... Well, was, there's this hotel in L.A. that was like a... Functional but nice hotel wasn't like the Chateau Marmont or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, right. But it was good. It had a pool, all kinds of people. You'd see Not all the Chelsea. Saw Lance Henriks in there once. Really? Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> but it was like what? And then I was just sitting at the tiki bar by the pool, and then just like boom, guy sits next to me. I'm like, hi. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> He's talking. And you were like, I loved you in the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Your Phantom of the Opera was the best. <laughs> but no, he was super nice. Uh, Talked to me for hours. Really? Yeah. And just, uh, he was all over old Hollywood, right? Yeah. And he, but the, I mean, I roughly. Think, I think the biggest thing that, my, my biggest takeaway from talking to Robert Englund, the thing that stuck with me the most is that he said, like, for him it was weird because when he when he went into the makeup, he said, you know, yeah. it would have been like, what, 84, 85, somewhere in there? The first, yeah. The first. Anybody? We have a room full of nerds. The Come first, on. The first Nightmare on Elm Street was First 84. Nightmare on Elm Street? You got it? Right. So when he went in, he was in his 30s. He was like a young guy, you know. Oh, okay. And then when he came out, that was like, you know, nearly 20 years later. And he was just like, now nah, I'm old. <laughs> you know. But the, according to the makeup, looks. The now the wrinkles. Well, yeah. yeah now, right. he's like, now he doesn't even did go into makeup. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if Chris. JK. Ben, I mean, I know Crispin Glover probably doesn't, but I wonder if Crispin Glover ever looks at his old makeup in the first Back to the Future and he's like, I look better than that. Or sorry, I look better than that. I know. <laughs> He seems chill. <laughs> I'd like to hang out. Have you ever seen his Letterman interview? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. yeah. Epic. Uh, his dad also is apparently like oh, totally. Yeah. Well, his dad is in um, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, the James Bond movie. He's one of the oh. weird henchmen, the two gay bad guys in that. Mr. Okay. Kid and Mr. Went. Yes, Mr. Went. Yes, Mr. Kid. He's one of those oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently he's like that in real life. Got a Tom Baker scarf in the house. Whoop, whoop. Boom. Uh, all right. Let's get into this list. So we're doing Scooby-Doo theme songs. We're ranking them, uh, in our opinion, from worst to best. So. Yeah. Well, I told you before this started, like, we're, 
we're well, gonna this the, is gonna be subjective yeah and, yeah and there's also for me like there's gonna be like five or six that are interchangeably the worst yeah right or just kind of in the middle i feel like it, the worst for me i know the best for me i know and in the middle i'm like eh, i could go either way yeah that's kind of where i go into it well i also we'll get into this as we get closer because there 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 is a there's a scooby-doo factor that that really it's what it's where the franchise lost me okay all right We'll get to that in a minute. I'm interested. I'm yeah. interested. All right. So let's start. <clears throat> Coming up, number one, with your worst Scooby-Doo theme song, Spencer Alby. I think the what I chose for the worst, again, this could be a couple of other ones, but uh, I didn't. I, I chose Be Cool. Okay. All right. Be I'm cool, into that. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And the reason is because it's just like it's just like canned music. Yeah. There's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. Yeah. Should we listen to it? Sure. You guys want to listen to it? Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like they had somebody who just turned something in. They were like, this is the placeholder. There's websites that you can go just like... By yeah, they, they fire that at the end there. Yeah, call right. It a theme song. Oh, we it's, got it. <laughs> it's lazy, so it's like okay. I, I pulled it out of the running, I guess, because I just feel like there, because there are some that like make me uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. But that one's just like you didn't even try there, so it's like yeah, I can you, get behind that, that. That's the worst one. I guess that's kind of why it falls in the middle for me. Um, the worst one for me, I think, would be. Uh, and all of these show titles are sort of abstract, but the new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo mysteries, one of the ones where it's just kind of like, and then it's just kind of like, hit me with that one, just because uh, the, the, the names are escaping me. Uh, so this guy. Well, this is the one that I couldn't. Oh, yeah, this yeah. one might have been. Bucket, 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 bucket. <laughs> Spill. And then some kind of classic stuff from earlier that they repurposed. Yeah. Yeah, we can go ahead and give this one a pass. Yeah. Like... I mean, well, and it is funny how often, how often they try to harken back to the old stuff and how often they don't. Yep. Especially for trying to capitalize on a franchise. Like, the whole purpose is to be like, hey, this thing was popular once, mm -hmm. so let's bring it back and keep that popularity going. And then they just don't do anything from the original. Maybe this is just my age speaking, but I have a big okay. problem okay. with... Uh, are there any kids here that you need to tell to get off your lawn? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> get off of my lawn. It's the... Uh, the brand updating. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. They looked great. They looked effectively this like this, they made improvements because they had more money to work with and everything. And, right. But like that looks like that. It had, You're talking yeah, about we, the seventies or yeah, 70, yeah. 77, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 82 and eighty three. But not 80 the not the uh, uh, special edition trilogy in the nineties. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into the specifics. Cool. Of what's All right. Can Just making sure. Can, but Just that, making lo sure. that looks great. Yeah. Then you know the the one two and three come out in the yeah the know, prequel trilogy 90s, right yeah. the prequel trilogy and they don't look good it doesn't look right yeah and then the cgi looks horrible well, it's just dumb he's just trying to do things i just 
It's, yeah. it, it doesn't look right. I'm not dismissing them as a whole because I know there's like lots of parts and pieces that can be taken out. I recognize that. But sure. as a whole, Mark missed. And then the new ones, even though I'm not a huge fan of every single one that's come out, and some of them I think are dismissible, at least they recognize that they got it right the first time and don't change it. Like when Coke, can of Coke is red with a swoosh. Right. And then they put fancy things. It was like, just have the can, just do the thing that you do and keep it good. If you can make an improvement upon. What was the clear one? Pep, Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a water. <laughs> have a coffee. <laughs> Why would you need that in your body? Uh, I mean, uh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not one that ever, like, I, I don't sign up for, like, I, I don't really need to ingest whatever science has provided <laughs> provided with us next, you know? <laughs> For just uh, Plant, high fructose corn syrup? Plants are good. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, okay. They're doing a good job. All right. Uh, n- next up, what, what, what do you want to um, well, drop I, on us? The next one I didn't uh, particularly like <clears throat> as much was, uh, uh, was it a pup named Scooby-Doo? Okay. All right. Some gasps. Okay, I get it. I get it. That's fine. But you also have to like I like I'm completely disconnected from this. I was not watching the show as it came out, so it didn't like I don't have that that imprint. 1989. What were you watching? 89 horror movies. Okay, nonstop horror movies all the time. Whatever I could get my hands. And this was uh, your your obsession with special effects and makeup and all this kind of stuff. Horror movies, sci-fi movies. Yeah, all the things. You all missed the discussion last night at uh, my co-hosted late night talk show where we were talking about this stuff. So FYI, we have a background talking about this stuff. Uh, but y- you you were obsessed with the process of creating those movies and also obsessed with being scared. Yeah, they didn't scare me. Like I find I horror movies don't scare me. I enjoy them very much. Okay. The Thing is my number one horror movie. If I had to choose one, John Carpenter's The Thing. Right, the remake. Yeah. Um, Do you uh, what? What was the synthesizer in that? Was it a prophet? No, I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> they make models that sound just as good now, but uh, maybe not just as good. But yeah, there's just everything about it. There's just the production value. The like the 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 directing the tone. I mean, that one is is scary when you watch. I've seen it so many times now that it's not scary. But is that Kurt? I don't. Russell? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Um, Wilford Brimley. Um, <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Isn't Pre- that sad? That's how he's going to be remembered. <laughs> Yeah. There's also Quaker Oats. Well, okay. Yeah. Good did he also do Pepperidge Farm? Pepperidge Farm remembers. He probably did a little too much Pepperidge Farm. That's why he does the diabetes, diabetes commercials. commercials. Okay. All right. Um, where were we? We were talking oh, about pop names Scooby Doo. Like Saving, <clears throat> Saving Private Ryan is a way scarier movie to me than uh, uh, a manifestation of. of of either experience, you know, experience yeah, yeah. Or fears. You but know. if you're getting into the thing and other movies like that, I mean, uh, the 80s, obviously, there was like, oh, yeah, what the maybe heyday. like four of the Jason movies came out in the 80s. Uh, yeah, well, the, well, all of them except for like Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell, right? Oh, tragedy that those didn't make it into the 80s. Actually, <laughs> I just did a rewatch of that entire franchise. Is X space? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but I mean, like, so good. To, pop name Scooby Doo obviously has a level of frivolity about it and a level of suspension of disbelief of having to see these characters as children, right? As opposed to uh, teenagers. Uh, but like, that's not going to fit in with uh, 
you know, I'm watching people's heads get ripped off and watching a bunch of uh, sexy teenagers get decapitated. It just wasn't. It just wasn't where I was at. I'd yeah. seen the show, but I can't relate to it because yeah. like, I like I watched the original series when it came out, and I imprinted on that. And I, did, I departed at a certain point, which we will get to All right. when it's time. All right. I like that. Let's just listen to it for fun. Yeah, go ahead. I think this one to me is just nothing but fun. This is also Little Shop of Horrors, you know? It's also Muppet Babies. Yeah. It's basically they saw Muppet Babies and like, let's, what can we, what do we have? Yeah. yeah. Who's that guy? Little Richard. I doubt it, but it sounds like it. (laughs) But it's like nowhere near glamorous enough to be filled with. Yeah, but it's a studio musician family, you know. And like you know the background chorus girls. Just like the '50s revival thing again, again. Yeah, or '60s. I think I, I don't like this for many of the reasons I don't like uh, Reese. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. I love that thing. Cha cha cha. Anyways, but here's here's another thing. Like you, so you yearly do the Beatles night. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about this moniker, but to a certain extent, you're kind of a revivalist rocker. I mean, you enjoy music from a different era and trying to recreate some of those elements. I mean, you can hear this the 60s psychedelic rock and stuff like that in your music. Yeah. And so with something like that that's attempting to pastiche and and I know that there's going to be emotional baggage with this term, but reappropriate uh, certain musical elements from bygone eras into a common thing. I mean, like, how do you feel about that as a practice? I mean, you seem to kind of do that. And when do you I think it's I don't mind it if it's done well. I mean, people are influenced how they're influenced, you know. I mean, as relates to Scooby-Doo, I mean, what, you know, live your life, whatever works, you know. <laughs> right. But, um, I mean... Everything's a regurgitation of something else. Sure, there's only three stories, and yeah. you know like they're going like to be Gregorian done. chant was probably people trying to recreate the sound they heard when logs rubbed together in the river or something. <laughs> so nothing was, you know. So whatever. I want to meet that nerd who's rubbing the logs and like. Oh, uh, yeah, well, having it fits. Uh, uh, You're doing it wrong. It's not how it goes. <laughs> I liked it better when it was spruce logs, not oak logs. But you know what I mean? Like, so they <laughs> yeah. they hear this music and they recreate the music, and you know, yeah, this stuff from their childhood, and then and then so on, so on. So yeah, on. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a certain point where you're either wearing your influences on on your sleeve, yeah, or you're just ripping somebody off. Yeah. Well, and that that's kind of where which the, I also will get to in a couple of these other themes. I like it. Yeah, okay. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through a couple of these pretty quickly. See, I'm also from the music business, and I've, I've, I've humble I've, brag. I've, I've, no, 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 it's not a brag at all. <laughs> and it's like, you ever heard that Hunter S. Thompson quote? Like, it's basically just you know, uh, clean it up. I've, I've seen no, I've just seen men, you know, like in the, the depths of despair and. Um, all this says all this terrible stuff and I've seen the greatest yeah. minds of my generation laid to waste dark naked and raving mad in the streets of Harmelin no oh okay it. that's Alan but he has this quote about the music business where it is just like terrible and, they, and I have seen it with my own eyes there are a bunch of people who make decisions 
who like who are in music or they're in entertainment but they might as well be selling shoes yeah right there's no yeah. reason for them there's no joy or uh, uh, passion for actual music it's just packaging things carrying on yeah. nailed it carry on my way anyways <laughs> Kansas <laughs> Hey, that? You need to save that for the, the over 40 panel. <laughs> Remember that time that we saw Kansas open up for Boston and Alabama? No, wait. It was Alabama opening up for America in Boston. No, no, no. It was Chicago opening up for Kansas in Boston. Mm -hmm. yeah. Classic bit. Steely Dan was opening up for the... I love that guy. <laughs> Steely Dan? He's awesome. He's good friends with Led Zeppelin, right? And Leonard Skinner. <laughs> it's pronounced Leonard. Whatever. <laughs> Once right. again, the over 40 yeah. crowd, yeah. that was a one-two bam of a bunch of those references. But like all the middle ones, like talking about like appropriating mm -hmm. with no passion, like a lot of the, uh, like, like this kind of stuff. Although this one I kind of like a little bit. Because this also is reeks of the 80s. That like clavichord sort of yeah, bass. I feel like the uh, this must have been on the same time like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Maybe. In the streets of Philadelphia, born and raised. I can't do the whole thing. But this also good. There's like people in the background doing like Michael Jackson impressions, like the falsetto. Yeah. The synthy kind of. Yeah, it's like. Give me something that sounds like Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder made a song together. But just enough of the original that yeah. people don't feel ripped off. And then have Kathy Lee Gifford sing it. <laughs> She's in the news. People should know her now. <laughs> I also want to believe it was pitched up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I do want to see somebody in the studio singing it slow, because it would have had to been sped up on tape. Like, Scooby. That's like some 50 year old dude named Stu. <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> yep. But like a lot of that stuff, like this middle era, it seems like, yeah, just, just turn it out. See what you can do. Right. Yeah. Well, so that was like, I mean, they at least kind of repurposed the old theme. Yeah. You know, like with the, I mean, which, uh, Tom Baker scarf guy didn't leave. We could have talked about Doctor Who themes and like, you know. Well, you listen to the old ones and it's just like, it's, it's actually the story. Are we going to talk about how it was orchestrated and then they didn't orchestrate it and they had the synthesizer woman do it? Uh, Derby, uh, Delia Derbyshire is her name. Nice. We're not allowed to look things up. Yeah. While microphones are on. So I'm glad that you remembered. Yeah. So she wrote, she didn't get credit for it, but she worked at the BBC Sound Factory. Yeah. And she wrote the theme song. Like, she was kind of given a direction, make a spooky sound, so she did. And that's and she came yeah. up with that weird, like, droning the whole, the thing. Whole thing. Yeah, and the whole that's thing. cool. You know, the glasses, like, rubbing water, wine glasses through delays, and then changing really? speeds, having multiple tape machines running. She invent she she is the unsung uh, godmother of electronic music. Weird. Yeah. And now you listen to the new theme songs, it's just like these huge orchestral events. Yeah, right. Which is what it originally was supposed to be oh, and then they went they probably didn't have any money for it. Yeah, right. That was that's the that's the myth of it. I mean yeah. whether it's true or not, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um 
Yeah, I also, in college, I got super into the uh, San Francisco tape school. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, there were a couple of women in there as well mm-hmm. who were kind of, obviously, it was the 60s and 70s, so mm-hmm. they their, their contributions were swept under the mm-hmm. rug and then a you know philip glass and steve reich and those kinds of dudes mm-hmm. were, were elevated and mm-hmm. later on they went back and they were like wait a minute there were other yeah. people doing this i mean not i mean yeah not to discredit the work of those artists but certainly yeah. it's like but there were people who were forgotten unfortunately yeah there are a lot of people that were forgotten <laughs> which is uh, to me like that's just as effective as the simplicity of the original mm. is super effective yeah, you know, uh, and then versus much like, like Pokemon, huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Okay, great. And, and also Said. probably what we're talking about here. So maybe we want to march on, not to like not that. Yeah. What do you want to? So this is where. So we just did a pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah. And no, then you did another one there. Yeah, I went into some of the '80s stuff. Um, so, so I guess we can kind of cover this middle ground. Yeah. This. It's kind of interesting. Scooby and Scrappy. Scooby and. Oh yeah, Scooby-Doo, yeah. Uh, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Let's go there for a second. All right. Speaking okay. Speaking of Doctor Who, yeah, this, this one is to another. Me sounded like a discarded Doctor Who theme from like '88. That did that weird piano. All right. Kind of synthy imitations of a theremin. Ooh. Yeah, right. Dracula. Blood. Yeah. It's just kind of. Um, where it seems like it was just like constructed to go under under a minute or under 30 seconds like. well, yeah but also but like un, under that that was just used to put animation on top of yeah that's not really like a, a theme so it's almost like similarly to the one i didn't like the first the the be cool you know it just sounds like canned music yeah vaguely spooky but what about it, that scream of Scooby-Doo? What about it? Yeah, well, especially, I mean, yeah, which I think we might get into it once we get to our top picks. But, like, the question for the back of your mind is, what is Scooby-Doo music-wise? And I don't, I don't think we've hit it yet. I think we've had hints of it so far. Right. But, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, all right. Let's get into uh, some of the, uh, definitely not that one, because that one will go earlier on. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna say let's let's throw a weird one. This isn't one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but it's definitely bizarre. I'm gonna throw uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo get a clue at you. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Does anybody know this show? <laughs> yeah. All right. The year was 2003. MXPX had yet to disappear. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds like them, right? Or, or Boston's. Oh, it sounds a little bit simple for the Boston's. There's like two, two like faux hardcore for the Boston's. No, they're pretty hardcore. But they were more no, sky. That, that singer's not sticking the landing. No. <laughs> yeah. But like the early 2000s, I feel like there was such an element of like, we gotta get the kids in here. What's popular? Blink 182? Yeah. You know? So no, that's definitely the vibe I got here. And there's the, the other one, you wanna jump right over to yeah. it. Um, 
Oh, are we just gonna go straight up for the? Uh, I, my notes I mean, on that were Boston's question credit for being a song at least arrow down, albeit yeah. a terrible, awful vocals. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of those bands though. That was not and a good with all the love this. in my heart, I know that you're gonna hate me for this, but one of my favorite bands of all time is Less Than Jake. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. And uh, your life. you know, I mean, yeah, right, yeah. And uh, I feel less like than Jake is less than Jake, but what these people are trying to do is create like a facsimile, yeah, a like, half-ass facsimile, higher less than Jake. Yeah, right. You know, or hire, MXPX. Hire, hire or, the Boston's. Like, it's not like the Scooby-Doo brand. People be like, I'm not doing a Scooby-Doo theme song. Like, what band wouldn't want to do a Scooby-Doo theme song? Especially which I feel like in the next one. Is actually a name brand band. I okay, like. it is. I think so. If yeah. you're gonna go the way that I think you're I th- gonna yeah, go, go ahead and play. Is it you, what's you, new Scooby Doo? I think so. Okay, yeah, it's Simple Plan. <laughs> Which this just reeks of this era of music. Yeah. This could be Green Day. This could be Fall Out Boy. This could be. Yeah, anything that was playing on uh, Fusion or uh, Music Plus in Canada. Did you ever do one of those like skate show shows? Yeah, X Games. Yeah, or like uh, like I feel like uh, not Vans Warped Tour, but like uh, one of those bands. Like there's like, like a skate pit in the middle, and you're just playing while people skate. Sure. How are they pitched to you? Into it, into it. She's <laughs> loving this jam. I mean, it's cards on the table. That was this, the music I was listening to around that time. Simple Plan was a little bit too pop punky for me, but yeah. I still, I mean, early 2000s, I was listening to like Green Day and. Sure. Uh, I fell off with American Idiot. I'm going to claim that as my hipster cred. Uh, I like I was, American Idiot. It's fine, uh, but it's I, I preferred right. Nimrod and Dookie. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel Thank like you, Dead Mouse. <laughs> um, so that one, yeah, that one I give, even though it's not necessarily my bag, and that's not that's not the Scooby Doo theme song I am printed on. Yeah. Um, I give it credit for being a song. Can you do that? The like some forty one simple plan vocal thing, like the Canadian pop punk vocal thing. Can you do that? Oh yeah, like we had um, we had a, a, our own fake emo. Uh, my real band had a fake emo band called sure. Book of the Ages. <laughs> Great. And uh, you can you know. give us a little taste? Oh yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> although the hook was, uh, "Tell me why, why must you make things so difficult? You are my number one." So I got sense. time for you yeah. to look inside of me when I have nothing left to say. Yeah, he really got behind it there. Thank you. I stuck the landing. We also had to like, we were also a band that was around in that same era. And yeah, so you would have been going up against Newfound Glory, Sum 41. We'd go out on tour with bands like that. Really? Yeah. And Did you do a Vans? Uh, no, not a that specifically. Okay. But, like, yeah. it, but like, you know, just watching... Lots of arms crossed while we did our thing, which wasn't that. And it's, you know, no credit, but it's just like square peg round hole. Yeah. Uh, Motion City soundtrack, did they kind of fall in that? Yeah, I'd say so. A little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's like, you know, brand new, and then when it went into like 
emo town. Oh yeah, uh, dashboard so, and all that kind of stuff. Played with dashboard. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, His no. crowd didn't like us. He did. <laughs> yeah. He was very nice. Uh-huh. His crowd was kind of like, mm, no. <laughs> that's always. What, I mean, that's like tangential to you hear stories about. Uh, uh, aside from the lead singer, like <laughs> Creed being in the green room and everybody wanting to hate them, and they're just the nicest yeah, people yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, okay, oh, well, crap. Um, they're fine." Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, I invited Creed to the party. They're, just, they're too nice. They're too nice. <laughs> With eyes wide open. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we went through the pop punk phase. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna throw this one at you. Uh, kind of in this middle ground. Uh, 13 Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Play it. All right, let's do this. This is a warning. Oh, yeah, Vincent Price. Yeah. 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 Actually, Vincent Price. This chest of demons will release 13 of the most terrifying ghosts upon the face of the earth. <laughs> I mean, it also sounds like, like something that would be hosted by, by Elvira. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a... They got like a real. They went in on this one. They, that's a real orchestra. Yeah, that's well, yeah, Vincent probably. Price. That's a real pipe organ. Can return the demons yeah. to the chest. Uh, because you let them out. <laughs> but I mean this. Uh, this sounds like a Scooby-Doo at least. This has something to do with Scooby-Doo when you listen to it. Yeah, not as much of a scene. Sure. Well, I mean, this kind of uh, reeks a little bit more of the... Uh, I feel like this was big in the 80s, the whole, like... Um, uh, when when walking to school one day, he slipped in a puddle of radioactive material and became... Uh, uh, rubber boy, mm. you know, now rubber boy using his rubber powers, you know, that hearkening back to the fifties of, uh, yeah, exposition like, as theme song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to do the uh, origin story. The origin story happens in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In the theme. In the theme. What was the, which they tried to do in the incredible Hulk, which I just tried to rewatch the other day. And that is a bad, the Lou Ferrigno one. No, no. The, oh. the, the Edward Norton one. Oh yeah. Cause the Eric Bano one. They had to like pick up from the Eric Bana one. I'm gonna go one. back and rewatch the Bana one, but the Norton one, that is not good. I still think Eric Bana and I like Edward Norton too. Oh it, yeah, it had everyone involved really, yeah, yeah. but like that just like it just that just seems that reeks of like studio executive meddling. Yeah, and he's more music all the time. He's more music all the time, all the time with the music, like just constantly. You know, it's like all this orchestration all the time. So it's not happening it's at all. Too busy. Yeah, you never yeah. hear it. You got it? All right. Solve that. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm in kind of like, a, I'm in kind it. of a slush here, and you're kind of starting to come up on, sounds like, uh, where we start to get into. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, really quickly, the one that always got me from the 80s that was exposition as theme song was the, um, there was a show about a kid who turned into a car when he got wet. Turbo Teen! Yeah. So, uh, and the intro to that was just like straight up, uh, while driving his hot rod car one day, he crashed into a laboratory and got fused with his car. Yeah, that that, that goes back to like the $6 million man. Yeah, right. 
the story. Yeah, but like they would show the 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 beginning of the show and the theme and the music and everything was like his. You know, he's an astronaut. They goes up, it crashes. They bring him to the hospital. They yeah. Him, and then he becomes... Wonder Woman kind of had sure. that. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Underdog. Underdog. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. Underdog. That's like a whole episode. Origin, origin story, theme songs, and opening credits. <laughs> that would be a good offshoot. Yeah, I, like I think that. so. I mean, the Incredible Hulk, the, the uh, Lou Ferrigno. Bill Bixby. Did it show him walking away? Because there was something, there was like the, they explained him walking away from the town and in the short, the ripped shorts just as him. And it would be like, and every day moving on to a new city. And then the reporter kind of like pulling up being like, I'll get you. It was a really confusing time too for me because he was all right before, and they ran a syndication. So I watched them, you know, the Incredible Hulk was new, but there's a story called The Courtship of Eddie's Father, which starred Bill Bixby. Okay. And to me, as a as a kid, I was just like I couldn't make the separation. Like, hey, wait, he's a father, <laughs> you know, and a very caring father, and you're just like afraid for the kid that he's gonna like get the green eyes. And, like, <laughs> into- <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't clean your room, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> and like the Dad. bear, like the bear flying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, let's let's pop into the good ones okay. here. So uh, yeah, let's say top three. Okay. Uh, what's your What's your third from the top? My third was the new Scooby Doo movies. Yes. All right. So this is the Which series when they start bringing your the Harlem. Case would be the old Scooby Doo movies, right? Because I'm old, or most of the people, right? And they're old. Yeah, yeah most people. Everyone. In <laughs> I mean, me technically too. I guess so. It was weird that they called the. I guess they called the movies because they were in, or at least forty-five minutes long. I don't know why they were movies. Yeah, like because Sonny and Cher were in them. They're like, now it's a movie, kid. Well, yeah, that's when they started to kind of. Uh, well, we didn't touch on. Okay, we'll touch on it in a minute. All right, yeah, but yeah, that's when they, they they brought in like the partnerships to kind of like brighten up. Yeah, uh, know, Phyllis Diller. Sure. And, yeah. so on. That was the precursor to home improvement. Scooby Scooby This also to me, like, I can see like go go girls dancing and like live from beautiful downtown Burbank, it's laughing, you know? Like, this reeks of the 70s, which I love. Yeah, this is, this is a theme song for an entertainment program. Yeah, the glitz and glam of Hollywood, game shows. Yeah, and, and like, and, and, and for, I mean, throughout the 80s, even like, this was. This remained prevalent with syndication, and like they, even though the, uh, like this, the series dates back to '69, oftentimes to you know Saturday morning cartoon kids. Like this is a brand new show, right? You know, so like that style like carried over into like well into the mid '80s. Well, and the thing about it at that point would be like if you saw it for the first time in the '80s. What would ever tell you that that wasn't the first time it was showing? Like, where are you going to find no that out? Reference. Yeah, you're not going to like go on the internet and be like, what's this thing? And it's going to be like, this show debuted in 1969. You're just going to be like, oh, this thing that I'm seeing for the first time. You're not going to have like any 
Mm-hmm. Y- y- there's no reason to doubt that it's the first time that mm-hmm. anybody's seeing it. I, I did try to be as objective as possible, too. Like, sure. Because you could be in making a list like this. Because and not get nostalgia. Like, you, you, have, you imprinted on a different Scooby-Doo than I did, right? So you're going to feel like the song that you associate with the show that you watched when you were eating popsicles that were awesome and everything was great, you know, that's going to be your thing. But I am trying to just kind of rate them on the merits of a song or effectiveness as a theme song. Objective as a... As they can be in yeah. having and making it an opinionated list. Right. <laughs> you know, but I was taking that into consideration. I'm not just trying to, you know, because as my list narrows... So, I guess we could talk about one and two for me. Yeah, yeah, let's go for they're, two. They're, they're effectively the same. Okay. Because it's two versions of the same theme song. Right. So the I would give number one would be just the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, with right. the original vocals. And then I was trying, I was doing some reading today, and I, I think they might have got, do you remember Herman's Hermits? <laughs> Vaguely. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Yeah. Terrible. It's just like, they're like, what do we have that sounds like the Beatles? Oh, that. You <laughs> yeah, know. well, I mean, but that was also the songs that came into Scooby-Doo. Right. With like the, uh, so uh, the, happy is the yeah. secret word, and if the happy can get you through. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what sounds adjacent to the monkeys? <laughs> yeah, exactly, which sounds like a copy of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So they, what they did initially, if you play... you, you can. You want to go over the first one or the second one? Well, play play the, a bit of the first one or, or all of it or whatever. Okay, yeah. So this is the original. This is my number one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Which is the jam. Yeah. It's also like just not expository enough to be a song, but also expository enough to be a theme for a show. I feel like it toes that line really well. But if we were on like the radio, it would be like, oh, this is on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could live as a song. I also love the instrumentation because it feels like well, but it also feels like a like a small band, like couple horns, guitar, bass, drums, and a tambourine player. Or the Love and Spoonful, or yeah, any band from that era. Yeah, the Association, uh, the Hollies. The Association was too big. Is that what you're saying? They're vocal pop. But then I think that they felt like, oh, wait. We have to beef it up. Well, we need to be more, if it'll be more people like if, if it's British. Yeah. So is everybody familiar? So the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It ran for two seasons before they moved over to ABC, I think. And so they just re-recorded the exact same theme song for Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? continued for another season, but they re-recorded the theme song. By my ears, it's just, it's simply a new vocal. Yeah. Same, same everything. Yeah. I mean, it's damn close. Same, same effect. Yeah. Where it definitely sounds more poppy. It's a Partridge Family. Okay. Right? The Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of, a lot of uh, TV bands at that point. Yeah. Um, who's the dude? Uh, Cassidy. David Cassidy. Right. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger Beat Magazine had just started. So they need to get a dreamboat out ahead of the Scooby-Doo theme. I mean, of course, uh, three years later, uh, uh, Danny... Uh, oh, my God. Davy Jones was actually in Scooby-Doo. Right. There are background singers in this one as well. 
The other one, too. Oh, really? This is legitimately the same song with a recap vocal. <laughs> I don't think it's better. No, no, there's no reason for it. But I mean, like, if they made a new, like a brand, is there a Scooby Doo running currently? Does anyone know? Yes. Which one is it? Scooby Doo Mysteries. Scooby Doo Mysteries. Yeah. The oh no. Uh, guess who? Scooby Doo is going to be the new one. Mystery Inc. finished ten years ago now, or something like that. Be cool. Yeah, finished what last year? I don't know. But yeah, it, like let's, let's. But they still haven't aired all of it. Let's say there's a brand new Scooby Doo. Right? Yeah, right. What, like what do brand, they do? What's if, your pitch? If they did a brand new, uh, here's my pitch. Uh, you, it's a show about a dog that kind of talks. <laughs> Shaggy, Fred, Thelma, Velma, and, Velma. Sorry, and Daphne in a van, and they play that theme song. Yeah. Do you say just do You're, it? Because why not? What about what do you what, what? I don't. Why do people need everything to have something else on it? Like, yeah. Oh, this is really good. Oh, maybe it'd be good if we put French fries on it. I mean, let's put them in space. Yeah. Let's do and, and say this is where I'm going to kind of get to with with the where I. You wait. You think though, that is they'll, overkill? They'll fire Scooby into space at some point. <laughs> 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 You think it's right. so if you well okay so there is an element of you say it's forcing the old series down people's throats but there is an element all the time of how do we pay respect to something that people love which is you know various iterations of the original series while still bringing it into the new century oh we have an opinion over here They all live in the small town. Mystery Inc., yeah. where they live in Crystal Cove. Yeah. yeah. I just found that trying to be too updated. But too updated. So you're saying that Mystery Inc. is... I'm sorry, we're going to get into no, the specifics it. here. It doesn't pay enough homage to the old one thematically? I'm gonna awkwardly repeat everything you say because this is getting recorded on a podcast. Okay, two interests in the relationships. I get that. Yes. Sure. Yeah. In Mystery Inc. Yeah. Yeah. They show all the yeah. Something, yeah, camp or something. Yeah, they definitely referenced all the old shows. And I mean, that is something that... I mean, well, as somebody who grew up watching uh, Loving the Thing, what did you think of the Thing remake? Um, I feel like it was confused as to whether it was a, a prequel or a remake. Sure. Um, I, did appreci I didn't appreciate a lot of the CGI. Right. Especially uh, since they actually did the practical effects and then right. did well, CGI was, over a, them, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. Dumb. But Dumb. Then, but I did I did appreciate how how perfectly they they landed it right on the doorstep of the '82 movie. Oh yeah, the the way that it's set up for the movie. And there were yeah. moments that were genuinely creepy, but it was just effectively the same movie. So well, I, I think the whole project was just super confused. And uh, you know. I don't know how much I want to dive into this, but the last, not the last Jedi, but uh, the force awakens is kind of a remake of star Wars. What 
people also call a new hope uh <laughs> it's called the deathier star <laughs> it's bigger <laughs> but i mean there are those lines that you have to toe between like when are we just remaking the original thing with today's technology and when and when do we imprint our vision or an updated vision or the 21st century onto this property. I just don't think you need to. I think especially if you're if you're taking a property that's from an era, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you don't really need to update you know, you don't need to like like let's put you know, Fred iPhones. some cool clothes, you know, because guess what's not cool in five years? Those clothes. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? It but is weird how like, often where, they go back to those clothes. Where am, where, am I, where are my Star Trek people at? Anybody? Wow, yeah. decidedly low okay. amount. Meh, Dead Mouse is like, meh. More of a Star Wars guy? Wait, oh. I just got it. It's a mashup of Jack Skellington and Dead Mouse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, good one. What are we, an hour and a half into this thing? All right, I'm doing great, guys. But I, a lot of a lot of of my people, yeah, the Star Trek complain people? about the the new the new ones right? into darkness and. No, check. There's legitimate complaints to that movie for sure. sure. But like, ultimately, they're taking characters, you know, that are good characters, like beloved characters, and giving them new adventures. And for lack, so we don't get into like a like a tete a tete about it. To varying degrees of success, right? But I th but I think that's successful because. But you think that? But but they're they're using what originally was good about it and giving you more of that. I think they're at least attempting to do that, and, okay. and I appreciate that. And then when the theme song came in, it wasn't. It was the theme song from yeah. the show, the Jerry Goldsmith. No, the theme song from the show. Da, 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 da. Oh, the original yeah. one. Was that not Jerry Goldsmith? What did no, Jerry, Jerry Goldsmith, Goldsmith did the the Next Generation. Am I yeah, it was, it was from the motion picture, but they used oh, it for the okay. Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, he also did one of my favorite film scores of all time, Chinatown. Chinatown. Wow, no doubt. Yeah, I, f I love that movie so much. Um, anyway, I, the, this is not a Star Trek. Yeah, but like, sorry. What I, what I, but what I do, uh, you know, I I think that, you know, Scooby Doo could probably benefit from taking taking a you know a step back and like. You know, don't worry so much about updating it for the moment. Don't get the kids in here. We don't need MXPX. Well, it's not that you don't need MXPX because like a lot of people like have a, a, an affinity for because, like I said, they imprinted on that. But if you were to do like a Scooby Doo reboot and just kind of go back to like the drawing board of like what is it that makes the show popular, and it's probably not the nuances of of uh, you know the theme song, what era it puts you in. What style of dress they have, or anything. It's a story about these, you know, five factions of, of the human psyche stuck in a van together with a talking dog who go and uncover these conspiracy theories and plots. Yeah. That's yeah, a, and show. And that's, a, that's good enough. Yeah. Oh, man, we talked about Dr. Who while you were gone. Not because you were gone. <laughs> I was actually bummed. That oh, you he's gone. Here. Finally, we can talk about Dr. Yeah, Who. <laughs> Somebody might actually know what he's talking about. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I just, I feel like, and so I guess the, we never did get to one of the theme songs, but like, uh, which one? Scrappy Doo, man. The, oh, that's, the, that's to me when the show like jumped the shark. Uh, is it? It's, and it's not the theme song. Maybe it's good, but it just reminds me of Scrappy. Oh, this thing? 
Uncle Scooby? Yeah, the Scooby-Doo Scrappity. Yeah, we can talk about it. It's like Joe Pesci. Puppy power! <laughs> Joe Pesci. He probably is. Yeah. I would bet. Yeah, that would be a great that movie. Robert De Niro as Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, give me a snack. So we're going to update it even more. Yeah. Maybe not I, I cannot stand Scrappy Doo. Sure. I think that's a common thing. So, like, the show's sliding in popularity, and, and Happy Days did this, you know, with Chachi. Yeah. Because Fonzie was, like, not cool anymore. Because he jumped the shark, literally. Brady Bunch. Yeah, and he jumped the shark. That's where the term. You guys familiar with that term, jumping the shark? Okay, so then and then Brady Bunch did it too. Like when the kids are getting older and no one's cute anymore, they did Cousin Oliver. Yeah, you know the Cosby Show did it with like when their kids. Get, I know. It's well, bad word, I mean, but, it was a show uh, but I mean, Urkel literally became the show. In, uh, uh, no, uh, Family Matters. Family Matters. Yeah. I mean, the show became Urkel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, it just kind of, like, there's a certain point where, like, they've lost their way. Yeah. And, they, and, and, and they're stretching the, the concept so thin because they're, they're not thinking about, you know, unlike a lot of these shows we mentioned, these, the, well, those are good shows, but, like, this is a good show. It's, like, it's a good show. It's, it's so good that it translates to, to nations that don't, speak our language and different eras i mean i would argue no matter how hokey it is you can watch the original scooby-doo and however dated it feels with a laugh track and stuff like that laugh tracks are fun it's ridiculous uh put a laugh track in a cartoon (laughs) i mean the the i'm assuming it was a holdover from the flintstones and the jetsons because those were supposed to be sitcoms right right don't you tell me what's funny I'll decide if it's funny, pal. <laughs> but it's funny to me that they have to have different levels of laughter yeah. to make the laughs different. Yeah. So someone had to be in a room mm. being like, this joke is funnier. This gets the bigger laugh. Right, like, right. we'll use laugh C for this one. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Shaggy says, oh, like, uh, it'd be better if we got out. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, in the 90s, they, or early 2000s, they would make fun of that on the, the Clerks cartoon. And they would go, Clerks is drawn in front of a live studio oh, audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. When, like, when, by the time Scrappy joined on, I kind of like, that's, that's when the franchise lost me. Well, from a story perspective, it makes so much sense because uh, if, if Scooby and, and Shaggy are your protagonists, which they never were, mm-hmm. the whole gang is the protagonist, but if you take that as fact, that they're the protagonist, what makes it more complicated? Somebody who prevents them from being scared or forces their, their scaredness is a, is a counterpoint to their scaredness. Well, okay, maybe. so give them a, a puppy that throws them into danger constantly. It's I, annoying, but I get it. If he's a part of the personality, then he would be the unfounded bravery. He would be the Napoleon complex. Yeah, but technically you know? that's the rest of the gang. Yeah, no, he's Because they're, they actually want to solve the mystery. Yeah, they're already a complete molecule. Yeah, right. And Crystal then- Pepsi. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> Throwback to any of you people who left and came back. Mm-hmm. Question over here. Uh, what are your thoughts 
Yeah, the new yeah, Three Stooges were in there. Yeah. The new Scooby Doo movies. What are my thoughts on it? I mean, that's an obvious move again, yeah. as opposed to Scrappy Doo. Is pre Scrappy Doo. It was how do we make this popular? It's like the original Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, what's Dick Van Dyke up to right now? <laughs> You know, <laughs> he was probably busy at the time. He probably was. Uh, I liked. I enjoyed them as a kid. Yeah, I would definitely. You know, they, they, they didn't. They didn't quite play themselves out. Although some of the by the time like I was watching them, it's like who like you brought up Phyllis Diller. Like who? <laughs> what? <laughs> even by those times, like yeah. with like I mean, even Mama Cass, it's yeah. kind of like okay. It's, not like, it's well. not like Paul Newman was doing them, right? <laughs> well, the Globetrotters are yeah. timeless. Those I love the, the Globetrotter episodes. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Curly specifically. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good impression. The funniest thing to me is the Jerry. I was scared because it was like, oh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be racist. <laughs> it was actually really good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Jerry Reed might be one of my favorite ones because he obviously was not going to be in the recording studio for that long. Jerry Reed? Yeah, Jerry Reed shows up, uh, you know, uh, smoking the bandit and stuff. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. But he does, uh, he, the, the most, 90% of the episode is him singing the same five seconds of a song into the vent. Mm -hmm. So you just hear, pretty Mary sunlight, that's all right with me. And then in the last 10 seconds of the episode, you get Jerry Reed going, hey, thanks for finding me, kids. Yeah, yeah. I was stuck in that cellar. I'm out. Yeah. And he obviously did not want to be there. Right. Like, ran as soon as possible. They were like, what do we have? 10 seconds with Jerry? Okay. Somebody write something for him to say. Yeah. Thanks. Read this. Did we get it? Okay. You're good, Mr. Reed. Have a good one. Mm. You know? Yeah. Or there's another theory that I have that is more for the 18 plus. All right. Well, uh, join What's With You, Scooby-Doo, After Dark. <laughs> uh, sorry, question over here. I got carried away. What is your opinion on the Scooby-Doo Apocalypse comic? <laughs> Scooby-Doo Apocalypse? Um, I'm a horrible fan, and I'm saving them for a rainy day. It's raining right now. That was a horrible thing to say. Uh, I, I have a weird thing. Like uh, Spencer and I were actually talking about this earlier. Uh, Three Amigos might be one of my favorite movies of all time. And I still haven't watched the Netflix Steve Martin, uh, 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 Martin Short. Steve Martin Short. And that you'll forget thing. for the rest of your life. Yeah. It, well, and the, it, it, I have a weird thing where it's like I want it to be perfect. <laughs> I don't know if there's overtones of like prom or something in this I don't know like like I have this thing in my head where it's like I need to be like on a beach in Barbados reading Scooby-Doo Apocalypse and so make it gonna perfect read it and it's not going to be great like the context is going to make it horrible for me you know I mean like like Ghostbusters yeah I guess was go did you not like Ghostbusters because you watched it in a crowded theater? Or no, no, that, not oh. the original. I love the original. I've seen. Oh, you didn't I've like seen the new no one? movie more than I've seen. Ghostbusters. Did you have a problem with the women in it? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I, mean, I thought it was a huge whiff and a waste of an incredibly talented cast. Ooh, I like it this became opinion. More, it became what's that? Yeah. Bad writing. Bad writing and, and just intention. And to me, it became more about like. It became more about like, well, women are doing this now, and, and it's like, well, good. Yeah, like, like you write have, it like, a little you, bit better. Write it way better. You have yeah. four of the most talented comedic actors in the world. Yeah, and you made a movie that's not that funny. I didn't. I, I thought it was fun, but yeah, I get behind that. It was that. fine, but it wasn't sure. Ghostbusters good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is we're, Ghostbusters we're, we're, good? 
The original? Ghostbusters? Yeah. Is Ghostbusters good? Yeah. I'm just medic. I, I asked a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have about one to three strokes every podcast. Would, that might have been one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, Ghostbusters is an incredible comedy. Okay. It's. I mean, where does it fall versus Stripes? <laughs> way above Stripes. Okay. All right. Cool. I mean, I just am. What? Hey man, I you know I think uh, uh, okay. So uh, my girlfriend had never seen Back to the Future. Yeah, and uh, so we watched Back to the Future for the first time for her. Yeah, and watching it with her, I realized how the first twenty minutes of that movie was. Well, you know that my father hit him with the car, and that's why he brought him to the house, and that's why we met for the first time. And it's like, 20 minutes later, he doesn't hit him with the car. It's like the first 20 minutes of that movie is just setting up the next 20 minutes of the movie, and it's just clicking those boxes. So this most beloved movie of all time, and something that I loved in my childhood, watching it again, I was like, yeah, this is fun, but like, this writing is, can we be more like, Click these boxes. I mean, Ghostbusters, there are jokes on jokes. On jokes? They, you know, listen, do you smell something? <laughs> and it's, they don't even, like, shine a light on it. Like, where do these stairs go? They go up. <laughs> All right. You know, and then there's the entire, like, the, the, like, the whole, you know, like, sexual subtext of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which was lost on me as a kid. My par- I remember my parents saying, like, they're laughing about this joke. And I'm like, what? And they would not explain it to me because I was a kid, you know. I'm obs- I'm obsessed with her because she sleeps above the covers, four feet, feet above, above the covers. covers. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna hit you with this. This is something that nobody seems to remember from that movie except for me, and I don't know why this is stuck in my craw from that movie. Mm-hmm. But please, please, yeah. please, yeah. Let's Thompson make twins. some. Oh baby, it's magic, magic. Yeah. The Arista theme song. Why did that stick in my head? Nobody seems to remember that song but me. Did anybody remember that song when I started? I remember that Okay. You seem to be remembering most of the things I'm saying, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's Magic by Thompson Twins. All right. Thompson Twins were also on Arista. Arista had the soundtrack. Okay. Clive Davis was the head of Arista. Clive Davis does not have the best taste in music. Well, there wasn't there... Clive uh, Davis signed my band. Wasn't... (laughs) (laughs) But he... he, he Wait, which band? doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> the, the bad one. One of the bad ones? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's what also... What is your favorite band that you've been in? <laughs> how, how, about, how, about, how about this for a joke? Okay. It's... The, it's a, it's the a, setup so far is it's dynamite. A, it's a Republican comedy. <laughs> the, uh, Ghostbusters? The EPA is the bad guy. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, the government on. is the, the bad the, guy? The, yeah. yeah. Well, no, Get out of here, government. Yeah. We would be able to bust ghosts if capitalism worked. They should have. They should. It should have taken place in New, uh, like New Hampshire. <laughs> Bill Murray should have looked at the camera at some yeah. point and said, "Live free or die." Instead of, yeah. "This man has no dick." Yeah. Eighteen. <laughs> um, uh, side note: I actually the the version I watched was taped off of TV, and they that's back when they actually used to reshoot entire scenes for TV. Oh, so that they would have no curse words. Yeah. When I saw that version, yeah, you know, I was like. Wait, that's like a whole different. Oh, thing. the that the dickless line was cut out. The whole wasn't cut out. It was they it was re, just reshot. They, they reshot the whole scene. Oh my gosh! Did they just leave out the joke entirely? No, they said uh, until spineless here uh, uh, didn't turn on the yeah turned it, off the power grid. Yeah. Yes, it's true. This man has no spine. Yeah, that want, joke doesn't land well. 
It wasn't that, but it was like it was just a re. Uh, I can't. They used like a word that didn't make sense. Yeah. But then when I saw the, I re- rented the movie because I wanted to watch it without commercials. Um, and I was like. Oh, now I get what they're saying. So my personal favorite of all time is still uh, Yippee Ki Yay, Mr. Falcon. Yeah, it's one of the greatest TV edits of all time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, but nobody is named Mr. Falcon. There's no Falcons in Die Hard. Uh, That must have been a fun job to have. Yeah, going through it, it like also, being the being the three dudes in a room who are paid so little, but like somebody's yelling at them over an intercom every mm-hmm. ten minutes, like it's a Kafka novel. Yep. Do we get that reference? Mm-hmm. Did that one go? My Pinter reference didn't go over last night. No, it yeah. didn't. I still don't get it. It's fine. Uh, Not much of a reader. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the reading. <laughs> What's Saturday Night Live sketch? There's, a, there's an air read. quotes Saturday Night Live sketch, right? Maybe I don't... Oh, it's Chris Farley, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that uh, Matt Foley? Wash behind my ears. Maybe I smell... I live in a van down by the river. Is it Matt Foley? Anyway. Is it Matt Foley? I don't know. But I don't know. Ghostbusters is a great movie. Yeah, all right. I'm fine with that. Uh, I think it'll hold up. Like, go back and rewatch it. The soundtrack... Here's another reason I like it. Elmer Bernstein's soundtrack... You remember the scene where they come out and they just get fired from the university. Yeah. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. You know, and they're just kind of like, they're drinking whiskey out of a flask. Oh, whatever, yeah. Like they're passing it around. Yeah, passing it around and, and just kind of like scheming as far as what they're going to do. And then Bill Murray gets the idea. And, and he says this line. He says, call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma. Right? Yeah. I believe we were destined to get kicked out of this dump. Right? Yeah. But underneath... Elmer Bernstein takes and just for eight seconds the song tur- playing? turns it into a musical. Okay. It's college. college <laughs> All right. It's an incredible movie. All right. So I think what we can take away from this Scooby Doo podcast is revisit Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah, so that was the point of any specifically <laughs> themed podcast is to check out something else. Yeah. Well, we have to wrap up. Uh, we're done, basically. But. Um, uh, we said that the original was probably the best. That's my opinion. We welcome I think, yours. I think, uh, yeah, I think everyone's entitled to their opinions, um, unless they're Nazis. And uh, hmm. so let's uh, let's all just get together and be good. But uh, of course, let's get to pimpage. You have you have stuff coming out, right? No, no, I have a. Re- <laughs> I've literally quit. I don't know why you invited me here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working on a record. Okay, cool. And we tour, We dropped one last uh, uh, spring. Great. And spent that about a year touring on that. And uh, have a few more shows this summer. And now I'm getting into doing that. And I'm uh, working on rolling out a TV show. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, that's uh, great. More on that to come. But. Um, where can people find you? Um, I guess Instagram is probably the best best place. Cool. Online, spenceralby.com or on all the socials at spencerralby. You got it for everyone. C-E-R-A-L-B is in Bravo, E-E. Nice. Yeah. Very pretty mama. Bravo reference. Um, yeah. Johnny Bravo reference. <laughs> Crossover Scooby-Doo. Anyways. Uh, sweet. Well, thank you so much for being on. This has been a blast. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was nervous at first. Were you? It was because I, I knew that coming here to this convention 
to be on a Scooby-Doo themed podcast, it's it's possible that I could have encountered some hostility, maybe for not being as as uh, up to speed on the topic as many of the people in the room. But everyone's been really great and made me feel very well. Well, that also brings me to the other thank you. Thank you all of you for being here. Uh, you guys have been great. Uh, this has been What's With You, Scooby-Doo. And as always, to you and yours this holiday season, time to look up the yes, timetables. What's With You, Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.